Hello and welcome to this audio recording for the weekly research roundup, research published between the 5th and the 12th of December 2022. I'm Katrina Pears, the research correspondent for the ME Association. It's been a surprisingly busy week in the lead up to Christmas. There have been seven new MECFS studies and 14 studies on long COVID. Included in the MECFS reference section this week is a PhD thesis looking at brain structure and function, which is paper five, a master's thesis looking at language as a predictor for depression and anxiety, which is paper six, and a study not directly on MECFS, but on hypothalamic disorder, HD, which found some women with this unexplained disorder to also have MECFS, which is paper seven. We have highlighted two of the MECFS studies. Paper one looks into sodium muscle content due to the underlying cause of muscle fatigue and pain not yet being fully understood. The authors also looked into the relationship between sodium content and hand grip strength. This study used MRI scanning to quantify sodium contents in the muscles. The findings in this study are very clear, with significantly higher levels of sodium in participants with MECFS before and after exercise than healthy controls. This finding was found in a range of different muscles and the data and graphs displayed in this paper are very clearly show the differences. There was also an association between reduced hand grip strength and increase in muscle sodium content. These findings are thought to be due to the function of the sodium-potassium pump, specifically its inefficient simulation leading to overload, which also relies on energy ATP for its activity. A few things to note from this study. Only six patients and six healthy controls were used. However, it is very unlikely that the significantly large increase would also be confirmed in a larger sample size. The study was restricted to females only due to the high prevalence in the female sex and also necessary due to the small sample size. But this is also a drawback as we don't know if the results would vary in males. People with MECFS are often advised to increase their sodium slash salt intake to help with orthostatic intolerance. However, findings in the study would not be due to this as the differences are too large and excess sodium is excreted by the kidneys. Therefore, a lower dietary intake would not change the results. The findings in this study support a recent review article by Wirth and Skygenbogen, 2021. However, it is a great shame that they did not investigate other cells which they hypothesise in this review to be affected by this overload, such as the mitochondria and endothelium, which is a membrane lining blood vessels and the heart. It is a great shame that other ions were not investigated in the muscle content, such as magnesium, calcium and potassium, which might help to further explain the dysfunction found, especially if these findings were due to the sodium-potassium pump. Finally, it is not known how the immobility of patients with MECFS would have affected these results, especially the variable levels of activity of those with MECFS. The study does not mention MECFS severity, so we don't know how these results would vary in the more severely affected, assuming they were not included in this study and therefore would be more inactive. 
In conclusion, there are some very clear, significant findings in this study on a very small sample size. However, more investigation is needed to explain these results, especially if the potential treatments targeting the high sodium muscle content are to be considered. Paper 3 looks at the clinical effects of wasabi containing 6-MSITC on MECFS. Wasabi is a common spice used in Japan and the main root rhizome contains methylsulfonylhexyl isocarbonate 6-MSICT, which has anti-inflammatory antioxidant effects, as well as improving neuroinflammation and memory. In this study, 15 patients were orally administered wasabi extract. Two tablets were taken three times a day for 12 weeks. The study measured performance status, which is a rating of 0 to 9 evaluating fatigue, self-rating questionnaires, pressure pain threshold, PPT, trail making test A, and the hemodynamic patterns determined by an active sanding test. This study found a number of improvements. To mention a few, there was a significant increase in the performance status of patients following the treatment. Arrangements of symptoms were also shown to improve, including headache, myalgia, brain fog, difficulty finding words, pain sensitivity. But there were no significant changes in the fatigue score or orthostatic patterns. A few things to note about this study. The study was small, only using 15 participants with an imbalance of males to females, 3 male patients to 12 female patients. Patients in the study all met five different diagnostic criteria, meaning the inclusion criteria for MECFS was more rigorous than other studies we've seen. However, there is no mention of the different severities which are likely to have varying effects while taking wasabi. Fatigue was primarily assessed using the Chandler fatigue scale, which is criticised for its ceiling effect, where most MECFS patients will record a maximum score and cannot indicate further worsening of their fatigue. On reading more of the details in this paper, the results do not look quite so promising. For example, performance status only improved in six of the patients and was unchanged in the other nine. The six patients who did improve reported large improvements, hence the significant result. It was an open-label trial, which is known as a non-masked or unblinded trial, where the researchers are fully aware of participants in each treatment group and what treatments they received. Open-label trials are often lead to an increase in the confidence about incident rates, but also the data is not so highly valued. Most importantly, there are no details of a healthy control group for comparison or an MECFS group receiving a placebo. It is extremely hard to rate the effectiveness of treatment without the measure of any biological specimens such as blood samples, which could give a clearer indication of improvements. Obviously, this is extremely difficult for MECFS, but wasabi is said to improve anti-inflammatory and antioxidant effects. Therefore, information markers could have been used, such as C-reactive protein, CRP. In conclusion, an initial glance at the study offers some promising results, but on reading the details, the findings are not so clear with a lack of positive effects seen on fatigue. Also, the results are meaningless without comparisons to healthy controls or a placebo. In the long COVID reference section, you may also be interested in reading Paper 1 
showing an increase in the physical performance and symptoms following supplementation with arginine and vitamin C. Paper 2 and 3 show that COVID-19 vaccination helps to prevent long COVID. Paper 4 investigates unique immune signature in long COVID, showing key changes compared to healthy controls and those who have recovered from COVID-19. Thank you for listening to this audio recording. I will be back next week with the next instalment.